0: welcome to the spirit room everybody today's special episode of in the flow with laurie albert is so incredibly exciting to me my very special guest today is my meditation teacher david g david g has taught millions of people around the world how to open their hearts through meditation create powerful intentions for themselves and manifest their dream lives. Right? He works with law enforcement agencies, companies and organizations and individuals to teach them how to not only meditate, but why to meditate and, and, and this is a really cool part, how to destressify their lives, which happens to be one of the titles of his many books. So, and just this week, USA Today listed him as a top 10 meditation teacher to follow in 2022. So, congratulations on that and welcome to the Spirit Room, David G. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me to hang out with you and to be a part of your world. I'm so thrilled with all the amazing things you're doing, your book, your journal, um, and this podcast. So um, awesome! I, I I couldn't wait to be a part of it, Ugh. and I'm and I'm thrilled to be here.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So the reason that um, I not the reason that that was really the wrong way to say it, but I love how you incorporate meditation and manifestation together, and I really think that people might not exactly understand that they're really very closely linked and i would love for you to talk a little bit about that and teach us a little bit today about that
1: sure um well um everybody has dreams and desires everybody Um, even the person who says no 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 i i don't desire anything i'm perfectly content as is to that i just okay well um, but we know that everyone has dreams and desires. And so how do we like get them in flow? How do we move from having this, this thought, this desire to actually living it? How do we, you know, how do we get that? Sometimes it's a really long runway and it takes, you know, months and years. And sometimes we can like make something happen relatively quickly. Um are we actually making it happen, or are we just aligning ourselves with higher forces than ourselves and getting on board that, you know, that process? Mm-hmm. So, um, meditation—it's a very, very important tool. It's mm-hmm. the tool that you and I use to start our day, to create the trajectory and to flow through the day. So we have just a little bit of stillness and silence in us when we're having thoughts and conversations and taking steps and making decisions. So it's really important to start our day with meditation. Um, And of course, you know the second meditation of the day, the bookend of the day, that second meditation where we just let go of all the stuff, all that energy that we absorbed over the course Mm -hmm. of the day, Uh, stuff we took personally, stuff we saw online, Mm -hmm. emails and texts that we maybe weren't our best self or someone else wasn't their best self Coming back at us mm-hmm. if we hold on to all that stuff and bring it into our dinner and then into our evening and then into our bedtime and then into our bed and then into our sleep and then into our dreams, and then we wake up the next morning, that stuff gets crystallized, it gets concretized, yeah. Yeah. and that becomes you know weight that just sits on us throughout the rest of our lives and we 've probably been doing that for i don 't know twenty thirty plus years yeah, and so um, meditation really' it 's just a tool it 's not a religion. Um, it's not really even a philosophy it's a practice you know just like brushing your teeth it's not a practice Uh, it's not a it's not a religion but it's a practice that we do consistently and that allows us to either keep our teeth and have fresh breath and have healthy gums and all that other stuff you know um, associated with it yeah so we have this tool this amazing tool and we've got these dreams and desires and how do we you know how can we like bring them together so that there's a higher likelihood that we will manifest that we'll actually achieve now an interesting thing about that um, i believe meditation the best way for it to stick is for us to ritualize it sure and that's why i say you know the book ends of the day if we can start our day with some meditation and sort of like end our day or or three quarters into the day with meditation you know this ritualization allows us to not have uh, to not need willpower to show up and do it Mm -hmm. because then we start seeing meditation as a gift not a chore it's like oh i get to create some stillness and silence so i'll be a better person today let me add it and at the end of the day i get to like let go of all that stuff those grudges and grievances and all that stuff Mm -hmm. even self grudges and self grievances i get to like release that stuff Mm -hmm. you know that's so that's shouldn't be a chore you know it's not like uh, i have to vacuum again it's sort (laughs) of like oh i get to be my best version again and so so that's a really important concept and we all have prayed we all have begged we all have pleaded with something bigger than ourselves to make something unfold to make something happen sort of kind of in a way we we co-created covid you know yeah. how many times did we all say oh i wish i could just take a break oh i wish i could just <laughs> spend more time at home with oh
0: my god a... <laughs>
1: oh i wish i would just not have to be at work. I wish I could work from home. I wish all those cars would stop pumping gas, you know, uh, into the air. I wish the waters could be clearer. I wish there weren't so many people here. You know, we've said that tens of thousands of times. And so we've like, sort of like collectively, the power of the collective and the power of prayer um guess what that unfolded not as we wanted it to but we though we got all those things yeah you know i hadn't thought of
0: it that way that's amazing
1: (laughs) so it's a little scary we collectively were very very powerful and individually we're so so powerful and the the work that you do with people you know demonstrates that how you empower people and, and 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 allow them to you know um awaken their healing that's like it's so important the the work that you do for years, I would, you know, I wove an intention setting practice into my meditation practice, sort of like before I went into stillness and silence, I would, you know, ask myself, you know, a few sacred questions, you know, such as who am I when I'm at my best? What am I grateful for? What does my heart truly long for? And then I would set an intention. And for years that intention was, you know, oh, I want, you know, this thing to work oh, I want to succeed over here. Oh, I want that book to sell, uh, uh, you know, 100,000 copies. Oh, I want this meditation to be like so amazing that it transforms people's lives. And that was really just a lot of praying. No, that's really just a lot of like, mm-hmm. please, please, one more time. Yeah. Please, this'll be the last one. Please, <laughs> please, I know I know. I said that the last one would be the last one, but how about this one? You know, so whether that's done in a formal way or informally, you know, we're, we're, we're mostly having conversations with our higher power for, for for lack of a better word, whether that's your God or whether that's Jesus or whether that's, um, something that's just bigger than you, that, that, you know, we realize, you know, having these conversations and of course, you know, so prayer is talking to God. But meditation could be the listening part. So I figured, oh, I'll just weave intention setting right before, you know, so the intention setting is the, here's what I want. yeah, And then the meditation is just allow me to receive. And so for years, my intentions were all about, you know, things that I wanted to achieve or accomplish external things outside of me. After like five years, I said, you know, what, that really feels a little more like begging. Than actually setting <laughs> intentions. So let me uh, let me be a little more high-minded here, and let me. I'm just going to. My intention is for clarity. I can't control what happens outside of me, but just allow me to understand it a little bit better, and maybe I'll be a bit a bit of a better person. Maybe I'll be able to integrate it better into into my life and and make better choices because of that. So then, for five years, I did that. It was all about clarity, clarity, and I felt so noble, I felt so selfless in that process. And then I point, you know what, maybe it's not about the seeds that I'm planting. Maybe it's about the soil. Maybe I need to have an intention to be this magnificent, fertile, fuel filled, magnificent, loving, amazing soil so that when the seed comes into it, yeah. that seed gets activated and nourished so amazingly because I am the soil for the last decade. That's really been my, my mindset. Whenever I'm, I'm, I'm meditating. It's like, let me be this amazing soil because like, think about it. If the soil is amazing, even the, the crappiest of seed that just flies into there will most likely grow. Yeah. But if the seed is amazing, the seed is spectacular but the soil is filled with with rocks and weeds and yeah. it's not nourishing, then that most amazing seed is gonna land there and probably stagnate. It's yeah. not gonna do anything. Yeah. So I've sort of really shifted my 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 whole awareness and my whole understanding on like when, when we're planting seeds, pay attention to the soil too. Because if the soil is open-hearted, if the soil is loving, if the soil is, um surrendered if the soil is open and aligned then I can take my seed and say here's actually the thing that I want here's a dream here's a desire mm-hmm. and I feel that there's going to be this this merging that goes on um, from alignment yeah so I believe that if we can sort of ritualize our intention setting practice and everybody gets to to pick what what they are one thing that I that, I have really shifted as well, is whenever I set an intention, the way I have like the seed and the soil, in my opinion, in the best place, is I make it just for today. Oh. All those things that I want out there and out there, like, let me just be the most amazing person who shows up yeah. just for today. Maybe, let me just be kinder just for today let me be kinder to myself and to Mm -hmm. others and then suddenly like i had a whole day where i was kind like that's soil whatever seed is out there that's got to be powerful
0: yeah
1: um but if i make it about like you know in six months i want this thing you know then i'm not really fully present and i'm i'm always pointing out there and what about all the steps that need to be taken between now and six months from now So I, so I think that for me, that has really been a powerful shift. And I think if we can ritualize Mm -hmm. our manifestation practice, obviously through intention setting, and then you have to take the step, you know, you can't just keep planting seeds, you gotta continue to nourish the garden. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure there's sun coming down. You have to make sure that your seeds aren't too close together. You have to make sure that, um, the climate is right. Yeah. And then, and you have to water. So, you know, even once we have intentions, our path from intention to manifestation, and they're so together, but they require good soil and good nourishment along the way.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm giggling while you were talking because the minute, like literally like 10 seconds before you talked about being in the present moment, I was like, I am really want to like, I don't, I want to take in every single word you say, because I want to be in this present moment. And then you said it and I was like, Whoa, that was really cool. (laughs) Because that's what it is. You know, I love how you just said that it's the, it's being in the present moment, creating that intention just for today. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, you're right. Why would, you know, going too far out, That's too far out. Taking it one day at a time is the way to do that. Oh my gosh. And it
1: doesn't mean we can't have the big dream.
0: Of course. But how do we
1: get, you know, how do we, you know, how do we get there? It's, 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 it's with each
0: step. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So, okay. Two questions I actually have about this. You talk and it's interesting because on my podcast, I talk a lot about, obviously, meditating, and I meditate almost every single episode, right, that we do. I don't completely do silence and stillness. So can you talk a little bit about the importance of silence and stillness?
1: Um, Yeah. Listen, there are so many types of meditations. So I believe everyone should find their groove. And why do one every single day? why not Mm -hmm. you know create a whole bunch of different types of meditation so that keeps it interesting Mm -hmm. um and it makes it fun okay you know, we want to make this thing like a a fun kind of thing. And so I've talked to people who are like, I've been doing mantras for 30 years. And I go, oh, well, how about we check out this body scan? And then, you know, at the end of the body scan, they're like, no, didn't do it. I'm like, well, you didn't surrender. You were thinking the whole time, how come there are no mantras here? And then, you know, of course it didn't work. Of course you don't feel anything. Um, So we have to, you know, figure out, let's try a bunch of different things and not just try them once, Let's try them over and over and over and see if we grow into it mm-hmm. and it was like eh, you know what no doesn't do it for me okay don't stop meditating just find another technique mm-hmm. because there are literally you know <laughs> millions of mantras and there's thousands of techniques you know mm-hmm. so many ways but we live in a world of activity yeah we live in this place where and it's beautiful activity around us sometimes um but you know, realistically, we're in activity, and the world outside of us is in activity, mm-hmm. um, which creates a lot of noise. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of noise in our head. There's a lot of noise outside of us. Yeah. Um, you know, real noise. You know, there's there's cars and people. And where I live, there's like dogs barking and chainsaws and like all sorts of things <laughs> going on <Chainsaws>. here. Um, <laughs> well, someone's always cutting down a tree here. Um, so. I live in a very woody place and someone's always like, ah, oh, you are cutting another tree. Um, just when I'm usually just when I'm recording something and I'm just like and I live and, and I live, you know, high on a hill and I'm really close to landing planes. So I've got planes landing as well. So there's a lot of noise. Yeah. And so there's, a you know, between social media and news and TV and the people in our lives and the projects that we have and our hopes and dreams and desires and all that stuff, there's noise and activity but there's only one stillness Mm -hmm. and so if we look at our 24-hour day how how much of that 24-hour day are we really still Mm -hmm. and I know you know there's no such thing as our brain getting to zero in terms of it working we're still gonna have the same amount of thoughts when we meditate as when we not meditate um but you know if we go back to the ancient teachings of Patanjali in the in the second sutra of his 196 sutras, he says yoga chitta vritti nirodha, which is oneness, yoga, oneness, union is the progressive quieting of the fluctuations of the mind. It's not about stopping thought. It's just about slowing the swirl down just a little bit. And so we don't need a global pandemic to slow the swirl. We can actually slow the swirl inside of us on a daily basis. So, if everything is activity, including when we sleep we 're dreaming we 're moving around, you know we 're doing all that stuff where 's the where 's the stillness where's the where's that moment where we 're not in activity? Well, we can create it we can start our day with a little bit of stillness, just a continuousous little bit of stillness, and now that stillness will be in every thought we have things will come to us just a little bit slower in every word that we speak maybe our our choices maybe before we blurt out an answer or cut someone off while they're speaking maybe we take a breath and allow something to coalesce inside of us before we then pop it out maybe right before we take that step or send that email or do that thing we go Just get still for, for a millisecond there. Yeah. But if we planted that seed as part of our morning practice, then that's going to sort of like flow through every single interaction, every conversation, every thought process that we have. And now all of our activities just have the teeniest bit of stillness yeah. flowing through them. So I believe we make better choices when we come from a place of stillness. Right. I think so often we're, we're moving into this behavior because it's conditioned. Cause I always did that after that, you know, or because, you know, well, these are words that I use, or these are interactions that I have, or this is how I feel, or these are my belief systems, you know? So it's very, very, very conditioned. Well, how do we get creativity from that? How do we shift where we are into new places and new paths, you know, that comes from us connecting to stillness because that's where creativity is born. It's born out of stillness. That's where true connection comes from. It's in that space between space between our thoughts space between our words space between our actions space between our heartbeats space between our breaths so we are naturally beings of stillness Mm -hmm. you know our heart beats and then there's like nothing happening and then Mm -hmm. it beats again you know we take a breath you know we're breathing in and out and inhaling and exhaling but there's a little flicker of space between each one of those so imagine if we could weave that as well into everything that we do. So I would say there are so many meditations that are um, not necessarily still in their doing, but the result of them is that we've built up and created, or at least tapped into a little bit of stillness inside. Mm
0: -hmm. And don't you think that we we crave that You know, I feel like that we crave that. I feel like because, gosh, you know, several years ago, I went to Sedona and we were ATVing through the back wherever, you know, and all of a sudden I realized that it was dead silent, right? So I made everybody stop with like all these people. And I'm like, you guys, everybody stop talking. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, it was, it was dead silent. And I love that. But what's interesting about that is, is that, I brought that up to somebody a couple of, actually, I brought that up on a, on one of my podcasts a couple of weeks ago and I was like, people were like, yeah, I love it when it's totally silent. And I'm like, I think we crave that. I think that's, I think that we want this. I think that we want to meditate. People just worry about something about it. I don't know what they worry about, but I think that they crave that.
1: I agree. I agree. I think at some innate level, we're seeking that that, that flicker. It yeah. can just be a flicker, that flicker of silence, that flicker of stillness. And which is why we say, everyone stop, journal, you know, stop talking. <laughs> just listen for a moment. So even here, when I'm silent, you know, I've got all these birds around.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, right. I spend a lot of time at the beach there's that space between the waves, you know, the waves are crashing, the waves are crashing, and suddenly, you'll hear it like building. And then suddenly, it's like, right after it hits right after that, boom. And it's like, Oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah. That's just that's spectacular. That's just amazing. So yeah, I think at some innate level, we know it's our true nature. We're pure unbounded consciousness, obviously. Mm. So I don't know if you hear playing over my head and chainsaw in the background. That's my you know, it's my world. Welcome my world. Oh. Um, but yeah, so even um, you know, no matter no matter what. Listen, if there was no space between the notes, there would be no music. Yeah. It would just be one long note. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's the space between that creates the beauty of music, and it's the space between each note, and then the, because when you have a space after one note, that next note could be anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, what a great thought. Right? It's
0: That's powerful. so cool. <laughs> oh, my God. That's really amazing. I got chills on that one. <laughs> because you don't know where it's going to go. Oh, my God. I don't know. <laughs> See, you, it just came out of your mouth, and look at the impact it had. <laughs> oh, how much I love that, you know? Um, So how do you then talk to people about, like, I get a lot of of people that come and we're like, so do you meditate? I'll I'll be like, do you meditate? And they'll be like, "Mm, you know, I try, but I'm not very good at it. I'm like, what? There is no, you know, so I try and what I've learned so much from you about teaching the meditation, of course, I'm one of your certified meditation teachers, but I one thing I like to tell people that you've taught me is that just show up doesn't have to be any big you don't have to do the hand mudras and you don't have to do all that crazy stuff you don't have to sit you can sit however you want you can lay down you can do whatever you know so how do you talk to people when they say well I'm not exactly sure that I'm really good at meditating or you know
1: yeah well I think that um even the most seasoned meditator is not necessarily, you know, good at yeah. meditating. Yeah. We, you know, we, it's, it's normal for us considering there's so much activity and there's so yeah. much noise and there's so much stuff going on yeah. that, you know, uh, you know, right now I'm sure that, you know, you're getting texts and you people your content and there's like all this other stuff that's happening and going on in the background. Uh, and so we can either buy into it or we can not. And I think that's, you know, the most important thing. Everyone, especially the brand new meditator needs to realize we're used to being an activity. So it would make sense for you to be restless. It would be, it would make sense for you to be fidgety. Yeah. Um, it, would, it would be totally logical for you to say, is this working? it's It's been a, a minute and a half is it working and here's here's what we know i mean and it's a really important and valuable tool. All the research studies that have been done on meditation, all of them show that there's neurological stuff going on shows that there's chemical and hormone nourishing chemical and hormone uh, nursing chemicals and hormones that are flowing through us and elevated when we meditate mm-hmm. all of these studies show that no matter what you're thinking mm-hmm. so we think oh i'm sitting here in silence or i'm repeating a mantra or i'm watching my breath or i'm doing this technique and realistically i'm supposed to be um you know in bliss land i'm supposed to be floating on some cloud i'm supposed to be you know in some space where i'm not having judgment and meanwhile I'm finding myself in the supermarket. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in this. I'm walking through the supermarket and I'm thinking, yeah, these are the things I need for dinner tonight. And what about that conversation I had last week? And oh, my my knee itches, let me scratch it. And oh, now my other knee itches, let me scratch that. And then like, there's just all this stuff. And we think that we're supposed to be having these high-minded, you know, deep, either bliss moments um, or, you know, these very, very esoteric metaphysical, you know, am I in my body now? Have I, have I left? Am I merging with the universe? Like all that stuff, that puts a lot of pressure. Yeah. You know, you close your eyes, you're not necessarily supposed to, um, you know, float up to a cloud. Yeah. You, and so the beauty of meditation, what we've been able to really find out just in the last five years. So, I mean, that's the amazing thing. Just in the last five years, we realize it sort of doesn't matter what you're thinking about. And it doesn't matter if there's, there's no hierarchy of thought. So if your thought is, oh my God, I just want to be a better person. Or if your thought is, did I buy three lemons or, or four? <laughs> or if your thought is, oh, I can't stand that person. Or, oh my God, I'm in just total bliss mode. Like that actually doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what those thought forms are. And the the more noble thoughts don't take precedence over the, the, you know, stupider ones like, is my gas tank half full or do I need to fill it up? You know, so that's the I think that's an important component and that's an important aspect. Just show up. It doesn't matter if you're fidgety. It's okay. That would be normal. And as you get more comfortable and more comfortable, you'll spend more time in the object of your attention and the less time in your fidgetiness. What we know is that's not the magic of meditation. The magic of meditation happens when you open your eyes and you're back here with the rest of us. And now that little piece of stillness and silence, even though you thought it was a grocery store conversation or or some other type of thing, it's actually flowing through every aspect. So you don't have to be high-minded or noble-thoughted in your meditation, you just need to do the thing. Just show up and do the thing. Yeah. And the magic unfolds. It's it's no different. You go to the gym and you get on the treadmill and you lift a few weights. And like the transformation doesn't occur, you know, in the 30 minutes or hour that you're at the gym. The transformation occurs over time. And when you're not in the gym, and then suddenly like, you know, weeks later, you're like, I just feel so much better. Same thing with meditation. It's a cultivation. It's a practice. That's why we call it a meditation practice. And so everyone, you know, if you could have just done it and then not had any issues whatsoever, then his holiness, the Dalai Lama, wouldn't be meditating every day. He would have said you know what I, I think i got it locked in 20 years ago i don't need to do this anymore but you know you know all the great meditators of the past and of the present and of the future will be people who show up every single day no matter what's going on and just do the thing we know that his holiness the dalai lama considering what he talks about when he's in waking state. We know he's thinking when he's meditating, he's thinking about, ah, my people are being oppressed by the Chinese. Oh, I have to go to that place in Dallas in two weeks and, and, and make a speech. You know, we know, you know, everyone's having thoughts. And so if we can just give ourselves permission, show up and do the thing, know that the work is being done, no matter what's going on inside of you. And if you're fidgety, if you're restless, just keep showing up and keep exploring different types of meditation techniques. Mm -hmm. Some actually, you know, there's some mantras that I actually use that make me feel calmer and more comfortable um, than others. I don't know that they're doing anything better for me, but at the end of it, I feel a little softer. So maybe that worked, maybe not, I don't know. I can make up a whole story. But we have not yet, modern science has not yet been able to go into the brain and see what state of consciousness you're in and how that compares to your previous level of consciousness or if you're better or if that's going to work three hours from now or, you know, three days from now. But we know that we are emotionally, physiologically, um, chemically, hormonally, uh, neurologically shifted every time we just close our eyes and do that thing.
0: Yeah. Um, and what's interesting is that, you know, I, I was thinking back to I, a couple of years ago, I had a procedure done, nothing major. It was just a thing. And, and the lady was taking my blood pressure and and my heart rate and she goes, you know, you're like, do you like run <laughs> Do you? Are you like a runner? And anybody that knows me knows, I no, know. <laughs> not at all. Like I don't work out enough, you know, all of that kind of stuff. but she goes, are you, are you like an athlete or something? I'm like, no. And she goes, you've got like really good blood pressure and your heart rate is awesome. I said, well, I'm a meditation teacher. And she goes, oh, and I said, do you see that a lot? Do people ever tell you that? She goes, oh gosh. She's like, yeah, I can. It's either one of the two. It's either going to be like somebody that's really an, a great athlete or somebody that's really like into meditation. And I thought, well, there's two different ends of the spectrum in a sense, (laughs) you know? Right.
1: Right. Imagine you could be so active or not so active and and same benefit at least blood pressure wise and heart rate wise mm-hmm. we don't know that the same there hasn't been any studies that show that running is more powerful than meditation there have been studies that that show that your mind and your stress hormones and all that stuff calm down more from meditation than from listening to Mozart, Hmm. that you actually have more cerebral blood flow and uh, more activation of your prefrontal cortex than listening to the most calming sonata. So we know meditation is sort of like a special secret. It's like it's got its own lane that has those obvious blood pressure and physiological benefits but also has these other longer lasting stress management, anxiety management, um, better sleep. You know, a lot of my friends are runners. I am not a runner, like you. I am not a runner. Um, I walk my dog every day. With- <laughs> there every you go. Single day, but I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing that, that cardio. I know I should. Um, but I'm still, you know, my sleep is better because of my meditation. Right. And I know tons of runners, their sleep is very, very sketchy. Their right. heart's great. But they can't sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Um, their heart's great, but they're still very reactive in conversation. Their mm-hmm. heart's great, um, but they haven't necessarily experienced the benefits of a daily meditation practice. So I would say, you know, what I try to do is convince them, well, run, meditate too, meditate first, then go running. Uh, and some of them, it sticks. Others of them, like, no, running is my meditation. I'm like, obviously yes. not. Oh, you I haven't slept, you haven't slept in three months. So obviously running is not your meditation. but <laughs> you're in great shape. <laughs> uh,
0: so okay, so before I'm gonna ask you if you could lead us in a meditation. but I have one other sort of question related to um, manifesting, okay in manifestation and meditation. Yes. So I talk a lot about keeping our vibration high. Okay, Um, the work I do as a medium, the work I do uh, teaching classes and teaching my students and that sort of thing, I am always working at the highest vibration I can possibly do. Now, my question to you is, the, how do I wanna say this? The, um, The correlation between meditating, keeping your vibration high and ultimately manifesting. Um, I'd love for you to talk just a little bit about that, what your thoughts are on, um, you know, just keeping your vibration high.
1: As a sensitive person, as an empath, as a medium, or just anyone?
0: Well, anyone, anyone. Um, The idea of keeping our vibration high in order to manifest what we want in our lives, um, I feel like that through meditation, we can do that. We can raise our vibration, like because of that stillness and that silence, you know? Um, because when we let things go and we sit in the present moment, that allows us to be more grateful. That allows us to be um, more understanding of the, the present moment. Like like right here, right now, everything is great, you know? Like right here, right now. and. I don't know. I'm just trying to have people understand the how meditation can really help you raise your vibration and keep it there potentially, hopefully, you know, in order to manifest the life of their dreams.
1: Okay. So part of this is what I spoke about earlier, which mm-hmm. is there's a lot of noise. Yeah. So the only way that we can um either have clarity through that noise or see through the noise or hear through the noise or any of those types of things Mm -hmm. is for us to um, have some technique to help us be as aligned as possible. Mm -hmm. Aligned with everything that's going on. Obviously, if there's alignment in everything, then we're gonna flow more gracefully. If there's not a lot of alignment and we know that what that's like, hang out with someone who's not aligned with you politically or belief system wise yeah. or, or lifestyle. And suddenly it just starts to get a little challenging. You know, it's like, oh, I guess that's off topic. Uh, you know, I, I guess I shouldn't go there and I probably shouldn't go there. And then you find yourself like forcing a conversation or you don't want to get into an argument or something along those lines. So there's not alignment there. Yeah. So there's not that same ease of energy exchange. Right. So I think that's a really important component of this. And so when we look at our lives and we look at the lives of, 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 of everyone around us, we know that we're always going to make better choices from a calmer place, mm-hmm. just whatever that choice is. It doesn't even matter what it is. We're probably going to make a, a more conscious choice than a less conscious choice. Now, everyone, Every being on the planet is doing its best. Pick the most horrible person you can think of. Everyone on the planet is doing their best at the time. All right. So that's pretty critical. That's pretty important. You know what? We, you cut out. you just think about that.
0: You cut out right oh. as you said that. Could you repeat that again? I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Hold one second. Um,
0: Are we good?
1: <laughs> yeah. OK. Yeah. Your your Wi-Fi thing looked, was. Yeah. Okay. No, the wind blew. Um, so let's let's look at it this way. Everyone on the planet is doing their best from their level of consciousness Mm -hmm. and you may say, Oh no, not that, not that guy, not that dictator, (laughs) not that jerk, not that horrible person, not that yes, from their level of consciousness Mm -hmm. at the time, which means if someone is practicing egregious behavior, we know they're doing their best from their level of consciousness in that moment their level of consciousness might be a mile below where we are in that moment yeah yeah so you know here's the here's another important aspect i really can't reach into your level of consciousness and change it but let's you know let's be a little more compassionate so let's realize oh you know what well um when i'm tired I'm not particularly, you know, amazing. I can be a little harsh with people or sharp with people or curt with people or um, thoughtless with people. When I'm um, lazy or overtired, when I've had like a giant meal and my stomach is like exploding and I'm just like, oh, my God. And someone's like, hey, I really need to talk to you about this really important thing. It's like now it's not a good time, uh, you know, <laughs> no, no matter what's happening out there. So we suddenly start to realize even we and some people, you know, you've had too much to drink or you're exhausted or you didn't get a good night's sleep or you're sick um, or you're overworked or you're overwhelmed. Our level of consciousness in those moments is substantially lower than when we're well rested, well fed, feeling really good, receiving nourishment and love. It's like, I'm here, I'm showing up, I'm at my I'm at my highest level. So if we can appreciate that everyone is doing their best from their level of consciousness, Mm -hmm. as we point around at other people on the planet and realize, oh my God, you are horrible. You are despicable. You are this it's we're really looking at their behavior and they're actually doing their best from their level. So how do we shift that? How do we shift the world? How do we shift ourselves? I can't reach into somebody 10,000 miles away and raise their level of consciousness, but I can show the way I can raise my level of consciousness Mm -hmm. and then I do better things. So it's not about, hey, do what I'm doing. It's we just raise the vibration.
0: Right. Oh, wow.
1: So the highest vibration always wins. This is actually in physics. It's called entrainment. Mm -hmm. We see it, the typical example, or the easiest example is watching flocks of birds. You know, you got one at the front and you got, you know, the others maybe in a V shape or whatever, pulling behind. And they're all just moving in that flow. Everyone knows their role. The guy at the front, kicking it out. Yeah. The one at the back, just coasting and resting and you know the the one at the back is saying "Ah, my vibration is probably not high enough to lead the pack right now let me just hang in the back and coast on all the we see it with with um, ducks and geese you know the mother geese or the mother duck is like moving in a thing and the little goslings or ducklings behind that they're just like flowing and I've seen you know, I've watched and I would encourage people if you see ducks or geese in the future, you know, and and that pack is moving on, you'll see one veer off just out of, ooh, I think I'll go check this out over there. And then suddenly they realize at a certain point it's like, Oh, the energy went that way. It's called entrainment. Yeah. This is energetic. This isn't yeah. this is all energy. So energy exists with schools of fish and with flocks of birds, yeah. and like and, and, and with all that. It exists inside of us as well. Of course, we know that energy is real. We know that um, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. Einstein said it, not me, that it can only be changed from one form to another. So we have the opportunity to let me raise my vibration and those around me, perhaps they will be entrained. They'll see my vibe and we know what that's like. You hang out with someone who's like a downer person, you know, if they're the strongest energy, suddenly everyone's brought down by it. Yeah. You hang out with someone who's uplifted mm-hmm. and and um, you know and and feeling great and and uh, like you're like drawn to them and you just like like I love that energy I want to be part of that energy yeah. we get entrained you know into that mm-hmm. um, into that process so no matter who it is we realize oh I'm drawn to uplifting energy as well. If I can just raise my vibration, then those around me, their vibration will be elevated as well. So if we know that this is a practice born of physics, this is like the the planet works on this kind of thing, well, it works internally with us as well. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: If we're only having negative thoughts and we're only saying how much we suck to ourselves, you know, unlikely that we'll say. And I'm so thrilled to be here and I just want to keep moving on and doing great things. We're right. we're we're going to be, you know, pulled into that. So how do we do that? How do we always keep, you know, first of all, I don't think we can always, but we can, um, we can always shift our attention from one place to another. And I'll prove it right here. So let's all think about something that we've been, um, just over the past couple of days that has been bothering us or disturbing us maybe someone said they were going to do something they didn't something was supposed to unfold a certain way it didn't you know get clear don't go too deep this isn't therapy but you know it's a irritation it's an annoyance it's a you know it's been been you know biting on us a little bit over the last couple of days and now close your eyes and through your nose take a long slow deep breath in and watch that breath and when it gets to your belly Hold it there, keep holding it and watching it and witnessing it and observing it and keep watching it. And now release that breath and watch it as it moves up your chest, through your throat, out through your nose or mouth. Keep exhaling out, hold that breath out. Keep witnessing, keep observing, keep watching it. And now breathe normally and open your eyes. And that was about 16 seconds and in those 16 seconds if you were playing along you laurie were playing along hopefully everyone watching us (laughs) is also playing along if you were playing along you weren't thinking about that thing i just asked you to think about
0: Mm. oh god that's so true
1: (laughs) right you were fully present you were not in the past you were not in the future you were not thinking about that irritation perhaps you are now but three things get proven by that just 16 second experience, because that's a meditation in itself. Yeah. One, mm-hmm. we realized, oh my God, I can actually direct my attention to anywhere that I want it to be in any moment. Because I didn't say, close your eyes and stop thinking about that thing. I never th- Mention that thing ever again. I just said, close your eyes and watch your breath. And you were able to, here's number two that we learned, introduce a pattern interrupt, a break in the action. Mm -hmm. And number three that we learned, object of attention. If we can create an object of attention, I don't have to be stuck over here. I can be over here. I get to direct it anywhere that I want to go. So we know we can shift our mindset. We can shift our attention. And shift our vibration accordingly by leveling up in so many other ways
0: right wow that was that was incredible
1: (laughs) that was cool so let's meditate together let me let me guide us through a process and you know here's what we experience when we meditate it's realistically it's a pattern interrupt it's a break in the action we have an object of our attention that we keep drifting our attention to and it's a full on present moment experience. So I'm going to share this concept known as meta M E T T A meta means unconditional loving kindness. And we know that our heart is, you know, a, a finite thing. It's actually, it's a, it's an organ. It's a muscle. It's a physical thing. It's about this big and it's finite, but we know that unconditional loving kindness as it exists in the world around us is infinite. So imagine if we could breathe infinity into this finite thing and then flow it back out in that practice we'd be expanding our heart not just physiologically but energetically as well so if you've been holding on to a grudge or grievance this will change it in two seconds if you've been judging someone or yourself this will snap you out of that and as the the amazing 12th century sufi poet hafiz said I'm simply a hole in the flute yeah. through which the Christ breath flows. We're not Christ. We're not the breath. We're not the flute. We're just the hole. We are conduits. Yeah. We're conduits of energy. And yeah. That's who we are. Yeah. So let's everyone settle in. Remember, comfort is queen. And ever so gently allow your eyelids to float closed as comfortable mm-hmm. as possible. And now let's take a long, slow, deep breath in of metta, unconditional loving kindness, and allow it to come into our heart and expand our heart as wide as possible. And as we exhale, let's send it out to all of our loved ones, those near, those far, and those who've left this earth plane. You just feel yourself, you breathe it in, your heart gets full, you flow it out, because you're just a hole in the flute. You're just a conduit of love of energy. You're just a channel of love. Again, long, slow, deep breath in, feel your heart expand. And as you exhale, just flow that meta out to all your friends, those near, those far, and those in the beyond. That's who you are. That's what you do. You breathe an unconditional loving kindness. Your heart gets filled. It widens just a little bit, and then you flow it out. You're just a conduit of love. You're just a love machine at this point. Again, long, slow, deep breath in. Allow meta, unconditional loving kindness to fill you, fill you, fill you. Your heart's overflowing with love at this point. And as you exhale, send it out to all your acquaintances, all those people who make your life possible, and you don't even know their names. Maybe they're working on your Wi-Fi. Maybe they're working on your, your bank. Maybe they're working on your food. Maybe they're working on stuff you just ordered from Amazon. Whatever it is, all those people whose names we don't even know who support our lives, let's just bring that into our heart, expand our heart and flow it back out. One more time, long, slow, deep breath in. You've got so much love to spare at this point. Feel your heart growing, growing, growing. And as you exhale, send that unconditional loving kindness out to one person with whom you have a grievance. This isn't about forgiveness. This is just about you being a hole in the flute, you being a channel of unconditional loving kindness that's who you are that's what you do again long slow deep breath in feel your heart expand and now flow that out to every sentient being on the planet effortlessly every human every dog cat every elephant rhino every bird every fish every dolphin every whale you're just flowing it out there every lizard every blade of grass you breathe it in your heart expands you flow it out you're just a conduit of energy a conduit of love a conduit of sweetness again long slow deep breath in feel your heart expand it's wider than it's ever been in your entire life and as you exhale see if you can surround the entire planet in a bubble of love you breathe it in from infinity your heart fills with it, and now you get to wrap the entire planet in that bubble of unconditional loving kindness. Every mountain, every river, every lake, every ocean, every valley, every sidewalk, totally wrapped in this bubble of love that's touching every single person on the planet, wherever they are, no matter what's going on. and stay in this space just for a little bit, realizing your true conduit nature, your conduit of love, and you flow it so effortlessly. That's who you are, that's what you do. Your conduit of healing, your conduit of abundance, now see if you can connect a thread from your heart to someone else's heart who's suffering, struggling, or in pain. Just allow that thread to connect your heart to theirs. And now breathe in that metta, that unconditional loving kindness. Feel your heart expand so widely. And as you exhale, allow it to flow from your heart to theirs on that thread. Your conduit of healing. You breathe it in, it's infinity. It fills your heart. Your heart's so intentional and innocent at this point. And then you flow it. Flow that healing light from your heart to theirs. See if you can make eye contact with this person right now who's suffering, struggling, or in pain and know that there's that connection. You're just flowing, unconditional loving kindness, healing light, warmth, comfort from your heart to theirs. Make that eye contact right now. And see that connection, see how powerful that connection is. Now take a long, slow, deep breath in. Allow that thread to dissipate Do a final nod to that person. They nod to you, you nod to them. And you can see their pain being released. You can see their soothing and their suffering dissipate. Again, long, slow, deep breath in of metta. Feel your heart fill and as you exhale, see if you can ripple gratitude into every single cell in your body. 30 trillion cells just allow each cell in this moment to just be filled with gratitude from that one inhale and finally long slow deep breath in feel your heart expand with that infinite flow of metta unconditional loving kindness and as you exhale Send it out to each other. I'm sending it to you. You're sending it to me in this moment. I send it out effortlessly, innocently. comes back to me so effortlessly. Unconditional loving kindness just raining on each of us right now. And this is your true conduit nature. And this is truly who you are. This is what you do. You're a channel of love, a channel of light, conduit of healing, abundance, energy. And now take a long, slow, deep breath in and just let that go. Let's do that one more time. Long, slow, deep breath in. Feel free to place your fingertips or your palm or your hands on your heart and give it a nice heart hug, sweet, gentle massage. As you just breathe metta into your heart and flow it out. And when it feels comfortable, you can slowly open your eyes. Oh. And welcome back.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: How can we <laughs> hold a grudge or a grievance when we're conduits of love, right? Gosh.
0: I mean, I, I just, I'm, there's tears in my eyes. <laughs> That's just, you know, oh, it's so incredible. Incredible. Wow. Thank you for that so much oh my gosh and that's an
1: easy that's an easy present moment experience for anyone mm -hmm. to you know I would encourage you to keep watching this video keep Mm -hmm. you know yeah watch our video and go through this process with us um and um that's a way for you to just nourish the soil
0: yeah I love that nourishing keeping the soil fertile and Oh, that, I mean, that's just, that makes so much sense. And it's so real. Oh my gosh. I, you know what I love about you (laughs) is that you keep things so real life, you know? I mean, you don't talk in the, (laughs) in the ethereals. I mean, you do a little bit, but, but just enough that we get it, you know? So I appreciate that so much. (laughs) So. My pleasure. So I just am so honored that you would be here today. Thank you so, so much. And I wanted to show, if anybody can see his book, this is my favorite. You can see that I have bookmarks all over it. He's got so many books, Secrets of Meditation is another one, Um, DeStressify. I mean, there's so many books by, and they're all sitting right over here. (laughs) But um, you can reach David G at davidg.com. I will put his uh, information on here now i the one thing i do want to say is if you are interested in in learning to be a meditation teacher this is the man to learn it from i am a certified masters of wisdom and um meditation teacher with david g and it and i was telling him before we started that it changed everything for me i mean it truly changed everything it changed my thought process it changed Literally my appearance, (laughs) it just changed so, so much about me for the better. I hope people think, (laughs) but, and I, I appreciate that, um, so much, uh, just everything that you give to the world. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Oh, that's so great.
1: Thanks so much for inviting me, um, and playing along with me love and um (laughs) answer your good questions that was great we got to explore a lot of cool stuff
0: good well thank you so much okay so i'm going to just say a final namaste to everybody thank you so much and i will be seeing you soon everybody namaste